Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Many people say AA is a cult. Yeah, well, uh, this is my favorite, one of my favorite questions. Tony, let me blow up the whole myth of AA as a cult right from the beginning. And let's talk about the characteristics of a cult and then compare AA to that characteristic, on that characteristic. Okay, so the first one is a cult has a charismatic leader, always. Okay, in AA there is no leader. Our principles or our traditions say that our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. There is no personality at the head of AA. There is a general service board. AA is a 501c3 uh, not-for-profit corporation with open books. And every year there is an election among the, I'm trying to remember the name of the, I think it's the board of, the general service board, let's call it that. And they elect a alcoholic or non-alcoholic board chair, let's say. That board, the purpose of the top tier, if you will, there's not that many tiers of, of AA, the general service office, is to provide service to the membership. This is a bottom-up, not a top-down organization. That's how it works. Each group should have a GSR, general service representative. That general service representative then, belong, then reports to the district in which you might have, you know, 20 groups each having a GSR. I was the district committee member for a while, the DCM. It collects information from the group and passes information from other groups back to the group GSR, which is the general service representative. There's some formality to it because the purpose is communication. Then uh, twice a year, at least in Wisconsin, we would have these assemblies where the Anybody can attend, but it's, it was pretty mandatory, if you will, that the DCMs attend, and we discuss matters and we vote on them. That information then goes up to the, let's see, from the area, it goes from the area up to the regional, and then the regional goes up to, uh, to New York. So let's say that um, there's an issue circulating uh, at, the, at, at the group level and it's communicated through uh, a number of ways. One is the website, and the other thing, uh, thing is called Box 459, which comes out three times a year, shares the news. And the issue might be something like, uh, should addicts also be, quote, allowed into AA meetings? A lot of discussion is held, and then the, the, the vote or the opinion is sent upstairs to New York, and New York then publishes a point of view and the different points of view of these various group members. So it's a bottom-up organization. And the most important person in the room is who? The newcomer, (laughs) 
right? And then the individual. And then, if you will, the GSR, which, who carries the news or what's going on in the group, up to the district level. That is a very grassroots organization. So there's no charismatic leader, and the groups decide the agenda. Okay, Whereas with a cult, charismatic leader, bridges set of rules. Here's another one. A cult isolates its members from society. Right? They don't want you, they want you to give up your friends, whatever, you only pay attention to what they say and do what they say. Sometimes even live in a different place. Well, with AA, it's exactly the opposite. We want people to engage in their communities. We want people to live productive lives. We want people to go out and vote. We want people to be a contributor to society and not a menace to society like we were before. So that's, that's again, that's another you know, uh, way in which AA is not a cult. Third one is money. Okay, a cult will usually take people's money. And a cult is often built on money. Uh, there are big cults and little cults, but usually it's a case of, can you imagine the Hare Krishnas who are begging at the airports, you know, and then have to turn every single dime over to, to the charismatic leader or his, his or her representatives. A is nothing of the sort. I've mentioned this before. You can go to a thousand meetings and never pay a dime. We don't. There are no dues or fees connected with AA membership. And then the, another one is secrecy, and part of the difference between privacy and secrecy, cults are secret. They don't want you to know what's going on. Whereas in AA, we have open meetings and closed meetings. In open meetings, the public is invited, and those who, alcoholics or addicts who want to share publicly, uh, or even Al-Anon, sometimes you have an AA me, uh, member and an Al-Anon family member of uh, Al-Anon, share in an open meeting their experience, strength, and hope, and educate the public on what this disease is all about. You can attend if you're uh, recovering, not recovering. You can attend if you're the local police chief, a teacher, you know, a kid, whatever. So there is the need, however, for privacy, not secrecy. When I go into a closed AA meeting, there are times when, and there are people who don't want others to know that they're recovering from alcoholism. It might, in fact, because there's still a stigma, it might, in fact, jeopardize your position at a job or whatever. I've known situations, I myself, where I saw somebody that I worked with at an AA meeting, and I'm going, I ain't going to tell if you're not going to tell. He goes, yeah, I know, I respect that. The one rule is, and I think this is the right interpretation, you know, and if we need guidance, we can always email, you know, New York, and they'll tell us what the experience is there, is that I am okay with disclosing that I am a recovering person, but it's absolutely, I would never, never disclose that somebody else is an AA. Now, there's a danger to me disclosing my membership in AA, particularly if I'm a celebrity. What will happen if I, if I relapse, they'll go, AA doesn't work. Well, with that comment, I go, that's like blaming the gym if you're out of shape. You don't blame the institution. You know, you blame, you, you actually attribute failure to what that person did or didn't do as, as an individual. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.